All right, so on yesterday's show, we ran through some of John Hollinger's free agency list. And what John does is he projects how much money each guy is going to cost this offseason, and then he ranks them from like 1 to 25. Mm -hmm. And uh, yesterday we went through just as an NBA team, right? No, No... no particular team in mind. Right. Just our thoughts on some of the top deals that he has in there. In or out on this guy at yes. this price. And you yes. and I were out on everybody, Every I single believe. one of them. <laughs> All five. I think the lesson we learned yesterday was, holy crap, this offseason is going to be overpriced. Yes. If Hollinger is correct. A lot of teams are going to overpay for a lot of guys. So we figured that it would be fun and useful and productive yes, here. Yes, sir. To, uh, to jump into the king side of this, Right. The the Kings, if they're looking at this John Hollinger list, which players stand out to them or which players would make sense for them to go after at this price tag? So uh, let's pump up the music here, and uh, we're going to go through music. them. I am, uh, I am going to tell you the player, mm-hmm. and uh, Rami's going to say if he's in or out. And then, of course, we're also going to... Uh, we're also going to weigh in myself and maybe even JJ on on how we feel. But let's start with uh, let's start with twenty four on the list. Twenty four mm-hmm. on John Hollinger's list is Brooke Lopez, Rami, uh, and he has Lopez at sixteen million two hundred and forty one thousand dollars. One thousand percent in sixteen point two mil. I thought it would take more. To be quite honest, a lot of the price tags, especially the top five that we went through yesterday, we were like, oh my god, that guy's going to get that much money. With Brooke Lopez, I was like, oh, my God, that guy's only getting that much money? I thought the price tag would be higher on Brooke Lopez. When we put together our wish lists, he was at the top of mine or near the top of mine. I think he brings a lot of what the the Kings need from championship experience to rim protect, protection to rebounding to being a, three, uh, a, a big man that can stretch the floor and, and hit the three. He's... He's a perfect fit for this basketball team, and at that price tag, yeah, one million percent in, not just a thousand, one million percent in. Uh, I'm out. I'm wow. out. Steal. Wow. I'm out. Still out. Even uh, for that price? Yeah. That's a steal, dude. I'm out. Really? Why? Yeah. He's, he's in his mid thirties. Still doing it. Uh, lots of lots and lots and lots of size with Domas. Again, I think it's too much size. Like those two giant dudes on the floor at the same time. Uh, oh, no, I think it could work. I think it would slow the team's pace down, which I don't think Mike Brown wants to do. Uh, and also, it, it moves DeMontis to the four defensively. Yeah, I like that. I don't. I don't like Domas at the four defensively. I think that's a tougher matchup than him playing the five. He's going he's gonna to have to deal with more athletic guys playing the four. Yeah, but less physical guys. Maybe. But we talk about defense and... You know, I think you get worse defensively if Domas no, moves to the four. I don't think so. Not with if Brooke Domas Lopez moves there. to the four, he's one of the best rim protectors in this league, man. I mean, not Maybe if you Brooke have somebody Lopez. pulls him away from the rim. Steal, right, JJ? Brook Lopez, it's yeah for that million? price. That's give it to steal. me. Give it to yeah, me all day. I'm, I'm testing the water. One hundred percent. Fine, I'm out. Next guy, Dante DiVincenzo. Mm. You got to do the the Italian hands when you say DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo. There we go. Uh, at 23 on Hollinger's list. And uh, he has a player option. But if he doesn't pick up that player option, which people don't think he will, uh, Hollinger has DiVincenzo at 16.3 million, let's call it. Less emphatically, but I think I'm in. 
I think I'm in on d- now. Drama aside, he had not great things to say after his short stint with the Kings uh, just about a year ago. But drama aside, I think this is another guy. He's sort of a three and D two. He can play the three in some in some smaller lineups. I think he fits with what the Kings are are trying to do. And Nick, you talk about the age and the timeline and all that with this Kings team. Twenty six years old fits right in with with what you have already. I think he can be a good piece off the bench. I'm out. It's I'm a decent price. I'm out on uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, how it I ended? Think he's out. Yeah, yeah. How it ended? <laughs> uh, it did. Uh, it did not end well here in Sacramento. And here's the thing. Here, here's the other thing about it. He's also complained about his role in Golden State. That is true. Yeah. So uh, maybe my, the Rock needs to talk to this guy and let him know. That's what I mean. Like, know your role and shut your mouth. By the yeah. way, the Rock's comedy just got canceled after three seasons on NBC. Really? It doesn't matter what you think. I thought it was doing well. Though. I watched that show three or four times, and it it, it was. I mean, it looked bad. awful, but I oh, thought it was, it was doing bad. well. Yeah. It was bad. I'm obviously a huge wrestling fan. That show was bad. Um, so he's always questioning his role, and like you said, you know, Rami, maybe he needs a chat with The Rock. Maybe Dante, just looking from the outside, looking in here. Maybe Dante thinks he's much better than he really is. That's possible. And I don't know if I want that kind of approach and personality on this team we always talk about culture uh, he's also not a long three and d kind of guy he, he could play three in certain instances but i think he's mostly a guard and uh if you bring him in then you really i think have to get rid of davion mitchell like that th- there's really no use for davion at that point so i'm out jj you out or in on dante i'm out yeah all right next guy christian wood christian wood from dallas uh John Hollinger has him at 22nd on his list. $17.289 million. So, again, just around $17.3 million Christian Wood. I think I'm in. Athletic big. He doesn't shoot the three too much, does he? But he'll play some defense for you, grab you some rebounds. He can run up and down the court. He's not going to slow you down like you were worried about with Brooke Lopez. The three isn't there, and I know we're looking for a big that can that can stretch the floor a little bit, but... Brings a lot of other things. I think this this team could use. And again, it's a decent price tag, just over seventeen million dollars for Christian Wood. I think I'm in. I would entertain it. I would entertain this. Uh, he stretches the floor. He shot. I think like oh, he 30. does shoot the three. Am yeah. I mistaken? Okay. No, he shoots the three. He absolutely does shoot right. the three. Um, so you know, he's somebody who can stretch. I just Stephen A. Smith it. <laughs> he, he shot thirty seven point six percent from three this year. Um, so he can knock down the three. Oh, one hundred percent, get him. And he yeah. also uh, he also shoots over fifty one percent from the floor this year. So he was he was pretty efficient. I don't love his shot selection all the time, but his numbers are his numbers. He's been an efficient guy. So uh, I, I think he could stretch the floor. I think he's a he's a good fit next to Domas. I think that would make sense him at the four and Domas at the five. Defense is a little bit of an issue. He's he's like a help defender and can block some shots, but one-on-one he's a little weak, and he, he tends to get overpowered because he's got a thin frame. Uh, the question to me is, ultimately, and this is why I said I would entertain it, I don't know if I'm fully on board, how much better is he than HB? Is he a much better player than HB? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much of an upgrade that would be. Bigger though, right? You need some size. He's bigger. Yeah, he's yeah. A lo- longer. That's yes. what I'm saying. He's like six ten, six and eleven. This team, this team needs some size, especially if you can bring Vizankov in, who kind of fills 
fills in a little bit more of the 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 role that HP they have they do similar things out there yeah. on the floor. I think then Christian Wood is is a guy that you can have on this. I'm roster. not totally against it. You could talk me into it, JJ. What's that? To- give me that number one more 17, time. Seventeen million two hundred eighty nine thousand. Uh, yeah, that's a little more than I want to give Christian. I'm intrigued in the fact that I think he is way better offensively. I'm not sure he's the glue guy, and I'm not sure if he can stay healthy enough like HB. HB's there every night for the most part, yeah, right? True. Uh, I'm not really intrigued by HB being back either, but I'm intrigued a little bit with Christian Wood, but not for that price. All right, uh, next guy on the list we've got is Bruce Brown. We've seen him in Denver, obviously, uh, in the finals right now. John Hollinger has Bruce Brown 19th in his rankings. And the number, how much would it cost you for Bruce Brown? $17.7 million, Rami. I think this is a guy I'm most in on from this list of players that we're talking about here today. And and it's it's a lot of because of what I've seen in this playoff run and in, in these finals from Bruce Brown, you've talked about the need for some wings on this team. He's instant energy. He's a spark plug off the bench. He's probably going to have a, a ring coming with him when, when he, if he was to side with the Kings, if this series goes the way a lot of us think uh, it will go, so we can say he'll have championship experience. I'm very, very intrigued by Bruce Brown and very, very much in on him at this price tag. I love Bruce Brown. My, my question is... Is he on the bench? If he's coming off the yeah. bench, I'm not paying $17 million for him. I can't pay $17 million for a bench guy. I, in this situation, I can't. I only got so much money. If I'm spending $17 to $20 million on somebody, that guy is starting. So I, I love Bruce Brown. Love him. Defender. He has positional versatility. He's a glue guy. He has experience as a role player. He's got a chance to win a ring right now. I love Bruce Brown. Love him. But... Seventeen million. If he ain't starting, I'm not paying seventeen million for him. As much as I love the guy, I'm just I'm just not not going to do it. And by the way, yes, he was born in Boston, so that also helps. Ditto. I'm with you. Everything you said, Nick, I second that. Would love him. I'm just not sure I'm giving him eighteen million dollars. Yeah, if he was like eight, nine million, ten million. Oh, sign uh, then, me up. Then we're in the conversation. But and that's that's a problem he might run into in the in, in free agency. It's not that teams don't love him. It's just. Are they willing to pay sixteen, seventeen, eighteen million for somebody that's going to come off the bench, especially with this new CBA that's going to happen here over the next year? Uh, last guy, we got PJ Washington, sixteenth on the list, and John Hollinger. And I remind people he is a restricted free agent, so Charlotte uh, could match if they want to. Nineteen million dollars, PJ Washington for nineteen million. I think I'm out. And actually, I was looking at the list, Nick, and this is where I think. Guys, not every guy above the threshold. Like you said, he's 16th on the list. But this is where you start seeing some some overpriced price tags, should I say, as as you start moving up the list towards one. And we, like we said, went over the top five yesterday and we're out on all five of the top five. I find myself saying no more frequently when we get to the 16 mark and P.J. Washington and start making our way up. That's just 19 million is just too high a price tag for that guy coming in and he might be coming off your bench you were just talking about bruce brown and 17 million coming off your bench being too high 19 million for a guy coming off your bench is just you you can't do that unless you want to move keegan to have him play the three i'd go for pj really Uh, yeah i think i think pj is your starting four next to domas he fits the timeline he's still young he's a, a good offensive fit with sabonis he's another guy that can stretch the floor i think he has the traits to be a better defender He's got length. He's got athleticism. 
give him to Mike Brown and let Mike Brown do a little bit of magic with him. And, and I, I would take I would take the swing at PJ Washington. I think if you get the yeah. most, if you reach his potential, he's better than HB. And I think he could be better on both ends. Again, if you if you get him to tap into that athleticism and length on the defensive end, if you can utilize those traits, I I take the swing. JJ. I'd say no. I'm not really sold on P.J. I was looking at his numbers earlier today, and I'm looking at him again just to remind myself. He's a career 13-5 and five guy. Uh, I'm looking for a little more bang for my buck for $20 million. I know it's 19, but I'm always rounding up, brother. I'm like the casino. I need it high. <laughs> Another part, too, is, is he is shorter than I've always thought. I don't know why I kept thinking he's like 6'9", 6'10". He's not. He's 6'7". So it's just not my type of guy. I'd run Keegan back out there and, and look for someone else. All right, there you go. Our thoughts on the Hollinger list. That's a fun operation. For the Kings. That was a fun little You know what's interesting, exercise. fellas? What's that? Is of all those people, I think I'm the highest on Brooke Lopez. There you go, Jay. Me and Jay very much. I mean, I like Bruce Brown, but I think what you're saying, Nick, is the money you're giving Bruce Brown is starter money. I think Bruce is going to be a starter on a non-contending team. I think he's going to take the money on like a, you know, uh, Detroit like that type of move. Yeah, Brown. Yeah, Brown. <laughs> yeah, Brown. Yeah, Brown. Uh, is the West about yeah, to have? Brown. <laughs> is the West? Thank you. Is the West about to have one Thank less you. superstar? We'll have the latest in ninety seconds. All right. So coming up in the draft, which is uh, less than two weeks away now, Eight. crazy. Thirteen days away from the NBA draft. That is crazy. Of course, Portland has the number three pick. And uh, they have a a big-time question that they have to answer, Rami, before this draft. And and that is, how do you approach this draft? They have one option, which is you can go young. You can draft Scoot, probably at three, because it sounds like Miller's going to go two to the Hornets. Mm -hmm. So you can can draft Scoot and move on from Dame, bring other young pieces in, get more draft picks, maybe, you know, a younger – potential really good player or two move on from Dame Dalla and, and and just kind of rebuild that thing, right? You you'd have Simons, you'd have Sharp, and you'd have Scoot. That's a pretty good one, two, three. You know, all pretty much offensive, but one, two, three. Or you keep Lillard. You keep Dame Dalla. You trade the third pick in Simons to bring in an established star veteran to put with Dame in hopes of you making a run with Dame Dalla who has stayed loyal to you. It's a very difficult decision, and it seems like there's different information being leaked out there. Sean Devaney, uh, he wrote today that he's likely on the move, that Dame is likely on the move, that the, the Trailblazers are are soon to get with Dame and talk to him about his future, and also the idea that they would try to put Dame along with Nurkic in his contract to uh, swap out all that money and and, and get younger. That's that's what Sean Devney says. Then we have a, another side of this. And the other side is Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. O'Connor writes, quote, My league sources say that Portland's interest in building around Lillard is genuine. The front office is exploring deals for the number three pick, and it's also open to moving Anthony Simons. So Sean Devney says that the Blazers are thinking trade Dame Dalla. Kevin O'Connor says the Blazers are thinking of trading the third pick along with Simons to help support Dame Dalla. Then we have Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. 
And he was on with Dan Patrick this week, and here's what he had to say about Dame and potential destinations. I think he will have a large part. I think they respect him enough for what he's done for that organization I to hope. send him yeah. to a place. Yeah, okay. that he would. But Knicks, he, I mean, he mentioned it. He mentioned it on air. Nets, Miami, and possibly, I don't think, poss- po- I don't know, <laughs> Philly, but they, they don't have what it takes. So I, I'll leave it at the Nets in Miami. All right, so. The question that is force, uh, facing Portland right now, Rami. Mm-hmm. The question I ask you: Do you trade or do you keep Dame Dalla? I think I'm trading him, and I've I've brought up my philosophy before of if I have a if I have a superstar and the window is closing on that superstar, and I don't think I can put a championship roster around him before that window closes, he's beyond his his peak abilities. Then I I feel it's it's my duty if I'm the general manager that that I'm being negligent if I don't trade that guy and get a bunch of assets for him and start planning for the next phase or era of my organization. I mean, you bring Dame back now and it's basically it's a he's he's a fan attraction. You know what I mean? He's he's a guy who you're using to to sell tickets. I don't think they can with the time that they have left and in, in the peak of Dame's abilities, I just don't see them being able to manipulate that roster Nick to the point where he consistently legitimately has a championship squad around him and and he's being wasted they're not getting the most out of him in terms of the the assets that they could get in return and and what that could mean for the Blazers in their future I would I would trade him if I'm Portland right now sitting in the position that they're in the first thing I would do and I'm sure this is exactly what they're doing and Kevin O'Connor kind of talks about it in his article. You pick up the phone and you explore what you can get for the third pick in Anthony Simons. You have to do that. You have to do the due diligence to see, hey, is there somebody out there, right? For example, I don't think this would happen in a million years. But if you're Portland, you could always place a call to Brad Stevens. It doesn't hurt the call. Hey, Brad, Jalen Brown available? We'll give you three, we'll give you Anthony Simons, and we'll give you maybe a, you know, a couple of other things to go along with that. Make the call. doesn't hurt to make the call. It doesn't, doesn't hurt to get a no from Brad Stevens. So I would explore the market to begin with, and, and I think that's what they're doing. But if, if, if there's not a big deal out there, right, if there's not a younger star that's available for the third pick and whatever else you can throw in there, Simons and something else, and it's not going to be sharp because the story in Portland right now is that Shaden Sharp is untouchable. Mm-hmm. They think that dude is going to be really good. And by the way, from what I saw of him this year, I think that's true. I think he's damn yeah. good. So if if you could get a young star to put with Dame, like a Jalen Brown, then I'd make that deal. Because if you had if you had Dame and you had Jalen Brown and you had Sharp, you, you know you'd feel okay. We're, we're moving towards things here. But if if you're not going to get a young superstar player, then move Dame. Because, like, you're just going to be stuck in perpetuity like they've been. And, and you can't – you cannot just stay stuck where they are. You just can't. And, and I caught a lot of crap, surprisingly, when I first came here last year. And I mentioned that, you know, if you're the Kings, you don't want to end up where the Blazers are because 
you got to a certain level, but you can never get above that level. Couldn't get over that hump. And people yelled at me and screamed at me, and the Twitterverse was coming after me saying, oh, you don't understand the Kings, and you don't understand the... I didn't have to understand the Kings, although I did. I didn't have to. It's a concept that's not foreign. It doesn't matter that I didn't live in Sacramento before December of 21. My point was, like, you get to the playoffs. You know what happens when you get to the playoffs? Exactly what's happening right now. For all the people that gave me crap last year, I got the receipts because what's happening right now? You finished third in the Western Conference. You got to the playoffs. Everybody feels great about that, and they should. But now what's the question that we're asking? How do you get better? And I told all of you that last year. That's what's going to happen. Right now, you're just focused, and rightfully so, because you had missed the playoffs for 15 years at that point. Mm-hmm. Just focus on the playoffs, focus on the playoffs. And I tried to lend some advice to some of you and say, yeah, but once you get there, I'm telling you right now, the immediate reaction to that is, okay, how do we do it again? Now and what? how do we make this run yeah. deeper? And Portland has been stuck in neutral for years. And you don't want to be stuck in neutral for years. You either want to be contending or you want to be at the bottom of the league picking up assets. I've also said that's the worst place you can be. Just spinning your wheels out there. Yeah. Right on the right on the on the bubble of the playoff picture. And never getting a high draft pick. And I and I, I was forceful about it back then and I'll stay forceful about it now. Yeah, you're just forceful about it just now. You okay? I just I, I don't I don't understand the idea of like, you I know I want you to get yourself worked up on a Friday. You know what I mean? So it's Friday. Nick Town agrees with me, by the way, in the YouTube chat. Are you? Yes, get is that your burner? Level. No, it's Nick not. Town? No, okay. it's not. All right. Good one. Good one. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, I want to remind every single one of you listening to the show that all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda. Your, your one-stop one Honda, Honda shop. shop. For real. We got to take this show on the road. Do we? That was crispy. Yeah. We have to? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah. On the re- some things just need to be recorded. And we aren't talking about on TikTok. We're talking about predictions and guarantees. It's on the record. But off the record, I can't stand those. All right, before we get to our predictions, let's get to uh, the numbers. How are we doing? Are we doing terrible? Are we improving? Are we falling Have apart? Have I taken the lead yet? Let's run down some quick averages here. It looks like Rami, two thirty six. That's we where I have... was last yep. week, isn't it? You have right the change. Okay. Oh. All right. Nick, two twenty. Ooh. Nick dropped a little bit. He had one missed on uh, Jamal Murray, thirty five points. Oh. Hey, an impressive three seventeen. What did he have? have? That change. What did he have on? <laughs> Hold on. What he had eighteen. That was his, oh, yeah, that that was was his worst oh, game no, of the series. I'm yeah. dropping back down to earth. 375. Small sample size. I'm so mortified. Small sample size. So what was JJ? What's he hitting? Uh, 317. Man. I got long plays. On fire. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of them still on here, though. On fire. JJ's, uh, JJ's doing work. All right. I'll start. I was wrong on Jamal Murray getting 35 last week. I'm going to be right on Jimmy Butler getting 35 tonight in game four. Doubling down on the 35 points. Jimmy if he Buckets. Hits 40, then come I hit on. Two. For real? You're, that's, Jimmy Buckets is going to get 35 points tonight in game four. Okay. But that's your only prediction, right? You're not. That's, well, that's my okay, first okay, one. Okay. Okay. No, but I mean, like. Oh, you're going to add on to all that. All you're saying is Jimmy gets 35. Yes. Okay. Because I, I swear to God, I had Jimmy gets 35 and the Heat win tonight. 
You're lying. I swear to God. Believe a word. I swear Unoriginal to God. Thought. That's a home run, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think for yeah. both of us. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't scored 35 or more since game one against the Celtics. Yeah, but so I think that's a home run. You guys agree, Simone? Yes, Jay? absolutely. Okay. Well, so if it, mine's a home run, yours a home run. If you're going yes. with Jimmy, 35 plus, and the win. Heat win, yes. This I year, said this 40 seri- at one point, so I'm rooting for it. Just get series, up to 40. The series is even at two after tonight. All right, so uh, that's our first one out of the way. Simone, what do you got? I have a prediction. Unfortunately, the French phenom Wemby will not actually be touching the rock for the California Classic. Unfortunately, no Wemby in the Classic. I think yeah. that's a that sounds like a single. Time. I'll go single. Yeah. Get on the board. We'll get get single. We'll get a single. Hits or hits. Simone's just spraying one to the opposite field on that one. (laughs) Just slapping it out. It's on the black on the outside corner. She's just slapping it the other way. Tired of my big big swings. We just need some modesty. I I felt like uh, that change should have happened once you told us Kessler Edwards was going to (laughs) do amazing things against the Warriors. Oh, I have been thinking about you guys, though. Have you? Been seeing those like rumors about Austin Reeves? No. Swifty? Maybe? Oh. I feel like it's probably just Okay. A, Hold on. Dating Swifty or no, no, is no, just no. a Swifty? No, 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 no. He's dating her, but I feel like it's trolled up right now. Hmm. Trolled up. But it, mm. it gives me hope. It gives All right, me JJ, hope for go ahead. This dude is out of pocket. Austin Reeves getting so much love to be an average ball player. <laughs> Uh, JJ has hated Austin Reeves all year. From the I love it. <laughs> I'm going uh, off the uh, off the script a little bit. I'm going to say Nick Wright is going to be opposite of uh, oh, oh. that cat down okay. there at FS1. I'll give that a double. I'll give that a double. Uh, yeah, that maybe triple. Yeah, I'll go triple. Simone that- hates that you went triple because she doesn't want to make a decision. Simone in this game is like Kelly. When we go out to eat, right. she's very indecisive. She doesn't even yep. want to think about making the decision. Yep. Simone, you got to make the decision. Double or triple? A triple. All right. Here's mine. All right. The Oakland. The Oakland. The Oakland. The Oakland <laughs> Athletics. Yeah, right. There you go, Nick. The, just say the A's, Nick. Damn it. Yeah, you could just uh, say the A's. Yeah, I could have. The the A's will get their deal. From Nevada on Monday. On Monday? It's going to happen. That is a home run. It's going to happen. It's going to pass. It's going to barely pass. We're all going to be angry about it. I'm going to be sick over it. Over The way those politicians made it seem like they were outraged by this, if they get the votes after that, I'm I'm going to be sick over it. But that would be a home run. I'm walking out. I'm done. Gotta go home, and I I'm always t- seeing people like they burn jerseys, and I was like, okay, but I'm I'm over it. I'm gonna be All right. out. Yeah, that's that's a home run. Um, I gotta think what I'm about to predict is gonna be a grand slam. I'm just gonna call my okay. shot. I'm pointing okay. over the fence. The bases are loaded, and I'm calling my shot before the end of the summer. So September, we will have definitive. Video or picture evidence of extraterrestrials? Oh. By September, we'll have a pic yes. of an alien. We will have definitive visual or pictorial you evidence. Your subjective of an idea extraterrestrial. of a picture because a, home it run. needs to be clear, right? Clear and concise. Okay. Right. Home yes. run. Home run. I would say it's a grand slam. Yeah, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a grand slam for I'm sure. I'm telling you, this is happening. <laughs> a, that's a granny. Okay. A humble home run. All right. <laughs> no, it's a grand slam. It's happening. All right, Simone. They're coming. I think 
the Joker is going to slip tonight. We're getting some low. Like physically low, slip? Hopefully no, not. God, no. A low on his assist number of three lowly. Three assists. Three assists. That's a home run, too. That's a big swing again. Yeah, that's a home I run for resist. sure. Well, I mean, he had he had four assists in game two. That's what I'm referencing. We're going to go even one lower tonight. I would say triple just because he had a lower assist game earlier in this series. So put it on the record. It's three or under? Yes. That's what you're going over. Three or under. I'll give it a triple just because he had four in yeah, game two. Yeah, that's a fair point. I'll go with you and say triple. Haters. I mean, he's already done it. So, JJ, yeah. what you got? I'm going to say that Caleb Martin is going to lead all scores except Jokic in the game tonight. Caleb, um, If I didn't have to see Caleb Martin <laughs> anymore for the rest of my life, I would be very happy. The, the fact that that dude played like Michael Jordan against the Celtics <laughs> at times in the Eastern Conference Finals and, you know, is averaging, what, five points a game in this series – Drives me He's mad. averaging five a game in this series? Then that's got to be a triple for Jay. That's a triple. Yeah, I'll go triple. I mean, he did play better the other night, but I'll, I'll still go triple. All right. All right, I got one more. Should I go? All right, you, I want you guys to pick. Should I go sports or should I go pop culture? Oh, pop culture. Yeah, go pop culture. Those are always fun. Aaron Rodgers will be dating Taylor Swift by, oh. week, by, by week four of the NFL season. That's a home Ooh, run. That's a home run. Yeah, I think that's a Did home run. You see him dancing at her concert? Yeah, he's all he in, man. He's good old time. But who, was, who was the young lady next to him at the Taylor Swift concert? Not Taylor Swift. I'm, no, but I'm I'm surprised more people weren't asking that question. Because everybody's always obsessed with I mean, they might be in New York. What, who is Aaron Rodgers with? Do you think it was, um, God, the Top Top Gun guy uh, who was next to him? Uh, oh, it, was a, it was a woman. No, because he has a. No, she's saying was it his? Was it his, his partner? Boys. Yeah, because I know he's no, married. He, yeah, he has a famous wife. God, I don't think, him up. and that wasn't her. What is what is that guy's name? Miles Teller. Miles yes. Teller. Yeah, he has so a, talented. Um, what's week four? Look that up for me, someone, real fast. Yeah, it yeah. said uh, that'd be October, like mid October. Yeah. So it says that uh. Hmm. Stopped by with friend Miles Teller and Teller's wife. Okay, so, so that, okay, okay, that was her. I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at a picture now. Please, that was Simone. Okay, all right. All right, we got time for one more from Rami. Keely Sperry. Yes. Oh, I get one more? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't have one ready. Uh, okay. Anybody have one ready? <laughs> <laughs> I no, thought we, we usually, usually do, two. do two. Yeah, I got one. I got one. I'm, I'm on the <laughs> record. Right, get, get on, on right here. I'm going out on the limb, and I'm going to say, and this college baseball here, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Whatever, that an unranked team will win the championship this year, meaning they're not in the top twenty-five. That never happens, right? So yes, that's never. Home, I'll say home run. I'll say home run. I, I don't know the uh, the history of the college baseball tournament, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll go home run as well. All right. So there you have it. There we have it. It's been had. Sorry, I didn't have a third one. I, we usually do two. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to throw the uh, Taylor Swift one in. I was unprepared. I mean, not I can, really. You, I can, you were prepared. I could throw in a Taylor Swift prediction. I threw you a curveball, Ronnie. Should I have should I make a Taylor Swift prediction? by surprise. We can see you can't hit the curve. <laughs> <laughs> can't hit the curve. <laughs> I'm gonna say Taylor Swift. Go and, get Joe uh, Boo. But Joe Boo didn't help. Uh uh Bruno Mars. By wow. October. Uh, we'll have some can't-miss audio coming up next. So we've been talking about this uh, PGA Live Golf merger 
all week. It's, it's been news across the sports landscape for the last several days. And uh, one of the people involved with that merger is Jimmy Dunn. And Dunn is a businessman who also happened to lose 66 colleagues in the 9-11 tragedy. So he had lost 66 colleagues, co-workers, during 9-11. And I saw a lot of people pointing out that it was it was very strange that Dunn, who had lost 66 colleagues on 9-11, was one of the people at the forefront of making this merger happen. He helped put this merger into the likely category. And a lot of people said, how could you do that after you lost 66 colleagues and 9-11? And you, you circle back and you do what you did. Uh, so... Jimmy Dunn was on the Golf Channel. And again, I said this a couple of days ago. I'll say it again for those who did not hear it the first time. The Golf Channel has been praised for their coverage of, of this merger. They, they have not, they've pulled no punches. And they easily could have. They've asked hard questions. They've had a lot of their own talent criticize this move heavily. Uh, so, so they've gone after. They've gone after Jay Monahan and the PGA about this. And so uh, Jimmy Dunn was on the Golf Channel discussing this what would be seemingly an internal conflict. And let's be specific, okay, on 9-11. Every day, the first thing I think about is that several times during the day, I think about it. And the last thing I think about at night is that. That has not changed since that day. And I'm not alone in that. I would guarantee that every one of those family members has that same condition. It is just a reality of how unbelievably sad and awful that day was. I understand that. And I am quite certain, and I have had conversations with a lot of very knowledgeable people, that the people I'm dealing with had nothing to do with it. And if someone can find someone that unequivocally was involved with it, I'll kill him myself. We don't have to wait around. Okay, tough guy. Jimmy Dunn ain't doing nothing. <laughs> and this this continues to shine a spotlight. You don't think Jimmy Dunn's flying no, over Saudi Arabia? No, I don't think Jimmy Dunn is doing a damn thing to, to anybody, no matter what. This continues to shine the spotlight that I keep talking about, Nick, on the absolute shamelessness of the most wealthy and powerful among us. Dude, you know, I don't know who is, he said the people I'm dealing with. I don't know who is sitting directly across the table from Jimmy Dunn. But you don't have to connect a ton of dots to get from 9-11 to the people who are funding the, 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 this, this take, this live golf tour and, and the merger with, with the PGA and whatever buy-off it took to get that. You don't, you don't have to go very far to connect those dots. It's not like this isn't – he's just shamelessly lying right to your face, and it shows that there is – there is no shame and there is no end to their greed. Even if you lost 66 people at the hands of basically these very same people who you just did business with, if there is enough money in it, you'll you'll go ahead and get in bed with these folks. I have no idea how Jimmy Dunn can detach this idea of the people who are representing the people who had a hand in what happened in 9-11 and trying to somehow thread that needle and tell us, well, you know, they weren't involved intricate, like they weren't involved directly in it. 
They didn't, you know, they, they didn't chart the path of the plane. They did it. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing if you're Jimmy Dunn? Like, it's about who these people represent. It, it's, it's what you're helping. You're helping the at least attempt to polish and shine up what has been a turd, an awful turd. That, that, that's what these people are doing. It's like, it's like doing business, right? So somebody trying to come up with an analogy here. So let's say that uh, somebody wants to have somebody killed, right? Like one of these hired killers, right? Sure. Hitman. And you got a middleman, right? The middleman for the hitman who's like collecting the money. And the person who, you know, the, the person who deals with the middleman says, well, it's not the person who actually pulled the trigger. It does, that middleman is still a part of the problem. That middleman is still representing what's going on, right? Like you, you're still attached to it. You, you still have attachment to what happened. And this is all in the name of, again, trying to put shine on some terrible, terrible acts that have been done. So, like, it doesn't matter, dude, if they weren't the ones that, you know, so to speak, pulled the trigger. It's that you're you're helping the bigger picture. You're helping them in their effort to sports wash what they have done. You're a part of that. This is a way to accept it if you're Jimmy Dunn. That's what I hear. I hear somebody who is accepting his role in this by saying, oh, well, you know, those people have nothing to do with that specific incident. Like, that's a way where he can probably look himself in the mirror and feel better about it. Do you think he's, he's rationalizing this with himself? Because I don't think he needs to. I, I think I think this man is just an empty vessel of a human being, and he doesn't need to calm his conscience at all by conscience, I should say, by rationalizing with himself. I think that's just him trying to spin it for the public as, no, no, I'm I'm deeply hurt and I do care about the 9-11 victims' families, but you, it's different people. I, don't, I think it's just a flat-out lie and a spin on the whole thing Could be. rather than him just rationalizing it so that he can sleep at night. He has no problem sleeping at night. I don't think there's any problem. For Jimmy Dunn sleeping at night. Could be. And, and he was also another one that brought up the whole we can bring the world together through golf, which that, that's obviously the memo was sent out universally. Yeah, just like the memo was sent out to cry about the blood money. Like Bryson DeChambeau has said it. Adam Silver has said it. Jimmy Dunn has said Everybody who's being interviewed about this thing, Jay Monahan has said it a billion times already. Well, you know, people are overlooking the idea that, you know, we, we can bring people together. This will fix everything. A business deal, a business deal over the game of golf is going to make the world better. It's going to bring world peace. The game of golf. Golf. Thank you, Scott. He says, try to understand. No, you try to understand. Uh, Meanwhile, Cattles and Rami here, Sacktown Sports on a Friday. Uh, There's a a Cleveland Browns story that's crazy. This is a weird story. So this was from News Channel 5. Three Browns players, not one, not two, but three Browns players Cornerback Greg Newsom, running back Demetric Felton, and defensive tackle Perion Winfrey were robbed recently. Multiple sources confirmed to uh, Cameron Justice. How about that name for the news? Great name, yeah. Uh, A Cleveland police report said that Newsom had his vehicle stolen at gunpoint early Monday morning. At around 2.15 a.m., Newsom left Rumor Nightclub and went to Filter Bar and Lounge. His Dodge Ram TRK in the lot was next to the establishment. At around 3.30, Newsom went out to his truck, and six men wearing masks got out of a nearby car and robbed him at gunpoint. Jesus. 
They took his jewelry and drove off in his truck. Then Winfrey was with Newsom that night. And on Tuesday, defensive end Miles Garrett confirmed that Winfrey was also robbed recently. Then, in another incident, Felton had his Dodge Durango stolen Sunday morning from a garage downtown. This ain't coincidence, is it? This can't be a coincidence. I don't know, man. A suspect damaged the rear passenger side window before they stole it. So... Apparently, these weren't the first vehicles owned by Browns players to be stolen this year because in January, someone took Deshaun Watson's truck from a dealership as part of a large-scale theft ring from dealerships around Northeast Ohio. So you have four Browns players but that would who have been victim in, of in, robberies. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's right in the same neighborhood. In a calendar year. That's crazy. In, in six months. I don't know what precautions you can take that you're not already taking if you're a Cleveland Browns player, but uh, take I guess it. not be at a club at like 3.30 in the morning. That might be a start. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's a good place to start. That's crazy. I'd be, if you're going to be out at like 3.30 in the morning, have like some kind of security, security detail. with you. Yeah. I don't get it. These pro athletes. I, I, use Uber. Use a, use a car service. Have have uh, security detail. Have fr- like I just I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But you give me a hard time for going home early. You can't understand why they're oh out till three thirty four. What? You give me a hard time because I don't want to stay out late, and I go home after two. How or three are you hours. possibly linking those two things? <laughs> are you a professional football player who's driving like a brand new? Oh, you're sa- okay. You're, you're saying why would you have that car out there with you? And that okay, all right. I thought you were just saying why be out that late. Okay. No, people can go out all that right. late. Okay, I've been out that late before. All right. Been out that late plenty of times. Same. Me too. You? Yes. Don't believe it. Okay. <laughs> Simone, totally believe it. Simone's like, that's every Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Simone left the Lizzo concert early, all right? I was did there she? Early. Yeah, I was there the oh, whole yeah, time. Oh, yeah, her and Verla her, did, uh, yes. ghosted you. Yes, yep. they did. But yes, I was they did. tousled. From, from, from what I understand, from what there I understand. no goodbyes. That was and the same I night. I started at 8.30 in the morning watching the Manchester City <laughs> game. That's a you problem. That's, that's a you problem right that's there. That's a 12-hour day. I'm clocking 12 hours. I'm rolling with Chris. I was going to say, you got to roll with Verlade. you got to be ready. You should have told him no. You can't say no. I'm a tiny, tiny person. I can't do it. I can't keep up. It was a good time, though. And that, from what I understand, you you, you uh, bought a, a few drinks for them, too, as well, this concert, and they still ghosted you. I did. Really? It was, mm. it was fine, though. We had a great yeah. time. Everybody had a great time. Rami opened up his wallet. Bats flew out of it. <laughs> trying to comb through to find a couple bucks. I don't believe it because I've seen Rami's home, and it's a nice home. <laughs> <laughs> Without busting him out, it's got a dog spa in this place. <laughs> no, it's a bath, all right? It's, it's got a, a dog spa? It's dog a bath. Spa. What they is call, that? They call it a dog spot. It's literally a tub. It's a, it's a it's an aluminum tub where you can take your dog and give him a bath, so you don't have to do it in the apartment. It saves me a lot of money on grooming it. Okay, wait a minute. Spa. Why is the it a spa? spa? It's got some. That's what it's labeled. No, that's what that's the sign that they put on the door, oh, okay. Jay, because they want it to sound fancy. I was gonna say to make you feel like it's you're living literally in a... just an aluminum tub. Oh, and there's like you know like the the grooming table with like the thing that where you can like put them in the. In the leash, so they're upright, and you can like give them a trim or whatever. Sounding closer they, to a spot to me. They have one of those tables in there too, but that's it. Those are the only things that are in that room: is how a tub French, and a table. How many French bulldogs live in your building? Oh, that's you. an yeah, indicator. There's, there's a handful. Okay, so you're there's... rich. You're rich. <laughs> 
wish, Simone. I really that's, do. That's wish. the sign right there. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> if no, you live I'm among doing, French bulldogs. I just realized this is full circle for the segment. Now I'm busting new you out, and someone's going to rob you, and I'm so sorry. He's not rich. I, I take it back. No, but Rami doesn't own a French bulldog, so he's fine. And the ni- the nicest stuff is in the building, not in my apartment. I have really nothing of value in my apartment. Uh, I can confirm that. All right, how good is the 49ers core? We'll tell you what one analyst thinks coming up. Cattles. And Rami. Sacktown Sports.